Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. following takes place between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Full Press Coverage Radio Live. It is Monday. It is October 28th, 2019, and I am Ian Glendon. I am joined by my man, Mr. Mike Debate. Mike. La, la, la. Very, very good to be back here on a Monday morning, starting our third week on FEC Radio Live. Definitely a good thing, my friend. We're, uh, we're, we're going in. Uh, threes are a common theme, I guess, among the uh, uh, the milestones that a lot of people hit this week, and uh, including this weekend. So uh, I'm sure we get a lot to cover, and we'll get into it. Well, yeah, and, and look, I found myself uh, yearning over the weekend to get back on the radio um, with you. So it, it was kind of rough. I, I was going through a little bit of withdrawals, but um, we made it and we have another full week ahead of us, which I, I can't wait for, especially today. Cause you know, Monday, Monday's really fun because we just, we have so much football to unpack. I mean, it's it just, it's just pff, everything. And of course, you know, I mean, the World Series <laughs> that clearly <laughs> we had different uh, a different outlook, at least uh, coming out of la- the end of last week, as as opposed to what our outlook probably is today, as as things have changed quite drastically. Um, 
But of course, you know, again, it's Monday, so we're going to tell you what we learned. We're going to give you our thoughts on kind of what happened during the games. And, um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of let everyone know that, uh, yeah, that play by Aaron Rodgers was great, but, um, you know what? He caused those issues himself. So let's, let's relax a little bit on that. So, so Mike, how was your weekend? It was great. And I tell you, it was really, really great. When you take a look at, uh, you know, some of the uh, the sports action that we had to unpack, like you said, and uh, give it everything that, uh, that you know, they give it its, its a d- just attention. I think uh, everything worked out really, really well. And look, yeah, the World Series, no question about it. I think we uh, we definitely uh, had a, a difference of opinion on that. I originally did pick the Astros to win the World Series, but I'm not going to stand by that because I came on the, on the air on Friday and didn't stand by my predictions. So, yeah, I, I just deserve a lot of the uh, the, uh, the same uh, you know guff that uh, anyone else would uh, would give us but you know credit the Astros I mean they really they came out three games in a row and just have taken it to the Washington Nationals and they're proven that small ball and just you know great pitching at, at, at exactly when you need it is is going to give you a uh, a victory so um yeah, what are you going to do about that there's no question about it but uh, when it comes to the NFL uh great great uh nfl slate yesterday without question yeah absolutely and um you know first off obviously we still have the two undefeated teams and to me one of and and one of the things that really stuck out to me was how good uh obviously we know how good i think we know how good the patriots are i i think what really stuck out to me was how good the 49ers defense is i mean yeah this this has a collision course written all over it now again i think the nfc is, is far more open than the AFC. I think the AFC got further locked up, at least from a top seed perspective yesterday. Um, if for a number of reasons, obviously we're, we're going to jump into this uh, before we get into, uh, I guess actually right after we get into the things or right, right before we get into the things we learned, we might jump into the uh, Sunday night football game here. Cause obviously that had a lot of implications on what the, you know, the Patriots uh, second half of the season is going to look like. And of course, you know, the, the Houston Texans winning also had complications. However, there is uh unfortunate news coming out of that game of course Uh, jj watt is done for the season and um look i I, you know you never want to see players get injured and you know i feel so bad for jj watt because by you know by all accounts the guy is one of the best people in this game you know i just look at what he did for the city of houston in terms of trying you know after the hurricane a couple years ago and For him to have another season end because of a, a season ending injury, it's just it's it's unfortunate, and it's I think this is going to be the you know the the title of his career when it's all said and done is, is is what if you know because what is this three times now four times in his relatively short career he's been done for the year because of an injury and uh, yeah it's unfortunate it is it's truly unfortunate and you talk about being such a great person off the field as well and jj watt is such an ambassador to this game and unfortunately his career is going to be defined by some of the injuries that he's had and it's sad because the talent that that jj watt brings to the table is without question and it's it's a hard thing for texans fans to swallow this morning i'm sure without any uh you know without any hesitation but it's really a loss for the nfl as well because having a guy that's so electric out there on the field all the time is such a boon for the game there's no question about it i was actually i was looking at nfl next gen stats last night uh about uh, jj watt when news had broken that he would indeed be out for the year and watt had four sacks this season so it's not you know 
lighting up the uh, uh, the scoreboard. Still respectable, no mm-hmm. question about it, through eight games. However, he created the first pressure on 62 pass rushes. That's the oh, wow. most in the NFL. No other player had more than 49 first pressures created. Without him in that lineup, now the pressure is purely on Whitney Merciless, who is a great player. And, uh, you know, Merciless is definitely capable of rushing the passer. But now the Houston defense only almost becomes, I don't want to say one-dimensional. I'm sorry to say it, but it does. Mm-hmm. And Merciless can now be targeted and neutralized. And now you don't have to worry about Watt coming off of the uh, the other edge. So it's... It's definitely a huge loss uh, for the NFL, but a really big loss for that Houston defense that desperately needed uh, that defense to be on top of its game, especially with some of the big games coming up on their schedule. Yeah, and and look, in, in years past, I think this team was far worse off when you lose a guy like J.J. Watt. I mean, I, we're, we're, we will get into it a little bit later, but uh, fortunately for them, they have on the offensive side of the ball uh, – one of the top two candidates in MVP, in my opinion. So I, I think they're, they're going to be okay. But you brought up that first pressure statistic. And, and to me, that that jumps off the screen. And that reminds me of a guy like a, like a Richard Seymour, who obviously didn't accumulate the sacks. But his fingerprints were all over all the pressures <laughs> and, and basically how the D-line got off uh, in those early years with the Patriots. So again, you know, it's not going to, four sacks isn't going to pop off the stat sheet, especially when you guys, you got guys like uh, Nick Bosa and, and Jamie Collins and other guys accumulating sacks at a pretty rapid pace. Um, but his effect cannot be understated on that team. And, and, and for, and for, you know, a team that, again, at one point had him and Clowney. Uh, you don't have Clowney anymore. He's in, uh, you know, he's in uh, Seattle. And, you know, like you said, a lot of this is going to fall on Whitney Merciless. And as great as the offense has been and, and great as great as Deshaun has been, um, this is going to hurt them big time, I think. And and I, I think, unfortunately, uh, I mean, I, I, I had them in the AFC Championship game against the Patriots, and I'm still sticking by that, and I still think that's going to happen because at the end of the day, I think Houston is better than Kansas City. Um, so, I don't know, I just... I just I, I have to see how this defense evolves without J.J. Watt because if you don't have J.J. Watt there uh, dictating play and, and moving people around and, and being able to create those opportunities for the people around them, um, what's going to happen when uh, the defense gets on their heels and you can't keep up? So um, I'd be concerned if I was a Houston Texans fan. You know, the season's not over. This isn't what it was like several years ago when he went down and you could pretty much just <laughs> look towards 2020. Um, no, this they're, they're still a competitor, especially in this AFC. I just I think it, it got a little bit harder for them. Yeah, and I think the biggest difference this year is the play of Deshaun Watson. Yep. You hit the nail right on the head, and again, you know, we'll we'll hit the gong or whatever that imaginary, uh, you know, whatever that imaginary counter that you have uh, going for. How many times I say <laughs> that's, that? Uh, yeah. yeah, that's that's what it is. Every time you say that, uh. <laughs> is, is that Mike or Doctor Mephisto? <laughs> oh God, yeah, that actually is scary good Godfather. I, I, I gotta say it. That actually is pretty good. That that uh, you close your eyes, you hear Brando when it comes to that. <laughs> but um, uh, the, the, the Texans, they're, they're gonna have some problems. There's no question about it. But they're gonna act like men. Uh, but uh, but in any case. Um, oh, I do man. believe that uh, the, the play of uh, Deshaun Watson. Look, the final play that you saw 
in the Texans Raiders game yesterday, maybe one of it may be a candidate for play of the year. And I, I literally really think with one I, eye. <laughs> yeah, one eye. The guy gets kicked in the face and still gets up, makes the throw, and is able to make the completion for the win and just a, a phenomenal win for the Houston Texans yesterday. Much needed, uh, especially after the news that they got about JJ Watt. I do believe that they will be in the thick of things this year because of the fact that they do have uh, one of the most prolific uh, uh, quarterbacks in the game right now playing at such an elite level uh he'll be there as well but there are going to be some teams knocking on the door and a team that not a lot of people are talking about as contenders for an afc title game may have put the league on notice yesterday in the indianapolis colts they really really impressed me um and you take a look at gritting out just that final not so much that they blew their competition out you know i understand that you know they were playing the lesser competition and whatnot but this team is finding ways to win as well, and sometimes the teams that find ways to win can be just as dangerous as the teams that are blowing the barn doors off of everybody. Yeah, and and look, I, I need to remind you that uh, strength of schedule only applies to the Patriots. So, you know, remember, oh, that's don't bring, right. I don't bring, about don't bring that, it yeah. up to other teams, you know, because, again, like we've been saying, winning in this league is tough. I don't care who you play. I don't. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, if you if you're winning football games, you're you're a pretty good team. Now, again, that that changes and that's fluid throughout the season because obviously circumstances change. But I don't want to sit here. You know, we're halfway through the season, and I don't want to sit here and be told an eight and zero team or seven and zero team has a quote unquote played anyone. That's that's just ridiculous. Um, but like you said, I, I'm right there with you. I, I I think the the whole the idea that Deshaun Watson has evolved to what he is now and it has just progressed year after year after year it's incredible and it's fun to watch because again you know we talk about jj watt being one of the good guys in this league you know he's one of them too you know very humble uh look seems like he's an incredible leader in the locker room people gravitate to him and all that stuff and uh, obviously his play on the field uh, is is worthy of following and, and you you spoke about it you know he get gets kicked in the face and still makes that play and uh you know it's impressive and again i i think he and russell wilson are he's two and russell wilson is one right now in terms of the mvp race and i i think there's a i think there's a gap between two and three and then people are like oh aaron Rodgers. well i don't, I don't want I'm, I'm waiting i'm waiting for that because we're, we're talking about right now the deshaun watson play where yes it was an incredible play he he you know got kicked in the face scrambled ran and then you'd be like oh did you see the the play aaron Rodgers made and and yeah, you know what i guess i guess i am gonna jump into it so i guess we're gonna start talking about <laughs> sunday night football because um look <clears throat> anyone obviously who knows me uh or, or or thinks they know me probably assumes that i hate aaron Rodgers, and i don't i i really don't but you know, I do this because I get people, <laughs> like certain people who jumped into my uh, mentions last night on Twitter. And if you're not following me on Twitter, go ahead. It's at IGLEN31. <laughs> I forgot my handle for a minute. Um, look, I got people jumped into my mentions after that throw, which, uh, look, the, 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 uh, just the, the idea that that was completed, it's incredible. I mean, if you take it, exactly uh you know what it was him throwing from the position he was completing that pass that was great i mean regardless if he if he just overthrew jimmy graham and it just kind of worked out you know i'm not i'm not here to judge but <laughs> don't sit there and jump into my mentions or, or just say in general that this is this is why he's one of he's the goat or you know this is a throw only a few people will make yeah you know why that's a throw only a few people make because guys like tom brady throw to the open running back before any of that happens. Like, if you go back and watch that play, 
that entire situation where Aaron Rodgers was put in a vulnerable position to make that play was 100% on Aaron Rodgers. The ball is snapped, and he, just like most of the game, got incredible pass protection. I mean, the guy was, I mean, untouched. There was a little bubble around him. And sitting right in the middle of the field, wide open, not a defender in sight, was Aaron Jones, their perhaps best player on offense right now, wide open. And he failed to see him, or he chose not to. I don't know. I don't know which one is worse. <laughs> but anyways, this this eventually led to him rolling out of the pocket, not being forced out of the pocket, because people try to tell me, oh, did you see the pressure in his face? I didn't see the pressure in the face until he left the pocket and, and, and left his lineman out to dry, because... You know, you can only pass protect for so long. And when you have your back to the quarterback and all of a sudden he decides to roll out to the right, you know, how are you supposed to see that? So, of course, when he rolls out to the right, the pass protection breaks down. Now, all of a sudden, Aaron Rodgers has only two guys in his line of sight, both covered. And he's getting hit out of bounds. Now, again, granted, he ends up making the play and that's great. And he's able to do those things. However... Don't sit here and tell me that's an MVP goat-like throw when he created this awful situation for himself. And it's it's not the first time. And again, I'm not the reason I do this is because people uh, sit here and, and and criticize Tom Brady for throwing to the open guy or or you know not being able to make these type of throws, which which is kind of stupid. I mean, really, what's like I've seen Tom Brady throw a touchdown into tight coverage in the back corner of the end zone plenty of times what does it matter how it happens? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, so right. again, to me, it's just, I, I, I don't want to be that guy, but I, it seems like I am turning into this guy and, you know, being on the radio now five days a week, I, I kind of have to embrace it and accept the fact that I'm going to be the, um, the one who pumps the brakes on Aaron Rodgers and this whole idea that, you know, he's doing things that no one else does. Well, again, he created that situation for himself. He could have made the, the smart play. Um, you know, it's third and one. What are we doing here? You know, this isn't third and long. This isn't fourth down. Like, it's third and one. And you're looking for this big, ridiculous rollout throw uh, inside the goal line, you know, inside the, what, five-yard line. Yeah, inside the five. Yeah, in a tie game. So, again, like... If you want to ignore every single situation that led to the very moment where he was getting hit and throwing the ball, great. You can look at that and say, Aaron Rodgers is the most unbelievably gifted quarterback I have ever seen in my life, and no one else can make those throws. Except that, you know, again, we're not talking about just that. There, there's there's situations that lead to that. And that, that's I guess that's kind of my two cents. Because, again, you know, I, I got I to gotta stand on that hill and make sure that we're, we're not getting a little bit over the top. Because, you know... If you were on Twitter last night, you'd realize how over the top it was. Well, I think the whole thing with Aaron Rodgers, and I think the whole thing with, especially with Packers fans and the stands that come up to defend him and defend everything that he does on the field, comes from aesthetics. It comes from optics. People look at these throws and they say, oh, well, that, that throw, nobody else can make that throw. That makes him the greatest of all time. There's no one on earth that would question the talent of mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers. He is a phenomenally talented football player, one of the most talented I've ever seen. And the throw that he made last night, yeah, absolutely. I may give him a little more credit than, than you're giving him this morning on that. Well, that's why you're because the level-headed one. Exactly. I try to be the level-headed one. But no, in, in all, in all uh, fairness, you know, I mean, I'm looking at it and saying, wow, you know, that was a throw that opened my eyes and went, wow, that guy is good at football. And there's no question about that. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm <laughs> I'll play it again. <laughs> wow. 
Oh man. Oh man. You know, you, you do this to me on a Monday morning, man. That's it. No, I'm kidding. I'm only kidding. But no, in all, in all actuality, when it comes to Rogers, yeah, I mean, there's no question about that, but I think you made a very, very good point. And the point is a guy like Tom Brady does not put himself in a position where he has to make those throws in mm-hmm. order to do what he needs to do. And people will look at it. They'll call him Captain Checkdown, which I think is the, absolute, the most one of the most asinine arguments you'll ever find. Mm-hmm. You can hear people that'll come on their little morning shows and go, oh, they only had one big play on offense last night. You know, I'm so, I mean, you know. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, I've had a lot of coffee today, and I got I got some new sound bites. So yeah, I was I got, just gonna say, yeah, uh, someone's been playing with the soundboard this weekend, and it, but that's good though. That's good, yeah. you know. That's that's well, always it, always good. That would be a yeah. very useful one to have. So I apologize. I will I, I will not uh, interrupt your rants anymore. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Please, no, no. Actually, I think people would rather hear the sound bites than my <laughs> rants anyway. So I think it ends up working out well for our listeners without question. But no, I I, I do agree with that point. Is that you? get so hung up in the fact that they can do it. You never really stop to believe or see if whether or not they should do it. And that's a line I think you can pick up on. If you know where I got that from, you know where I got that from my friend, you know, you're a Jurassic park fan, just like I am, you know, you're so concerned with whether or not that you could, you never stop to think if you should. And that's really that, that to me, that's really where the goat argument takes a detour that most Green Bay fans don't want to go down. They don't want to go down the road of saying, oh, well, yes, he can do it, but, uh, well, why did he have to? Yeah. You know, that's really that's really what it comes down to uh, for me. And, look, again, I'm not and in any way, shape, or form lessening what Rodgers is able to do on the field. One of the most talented football players I've ever seen take the field without question, and I don't hesitate to say that. But when it comes to just using a throw like that to say, this guy's the greatest to ever play the game. Yeah. I have a little bit of a problem with that because not always is it the guy that makes the aesthetically pleasing play the greatest of all time. There are a lot of other factors that go into that as well. So yeah, pump the brakes, but uh, green Bay from a, from a seasonal standpoint in 2019. Yeah. They should be pretty excited right now. They're playing great football. They're finding interesting ways to win. Uh, I think that they're, uh, you know, they're not winning the same way every single time. So, you know, they're putting together a nice little stretch and they're going to need to in the NFC right now, because you opened the show by saying the San Francisco 49ers defense put everyone on notice yesterday. They did. Mm. That is a for real, for real team. They can get offense when they need to. They put up a ton of points yesterday against the Carolina team that had been playing pretty well. I mean, it's not like, you know, they faced the Dolphins or the Redskins yesterday. They faced a team that's been playing very good football. So they put the league on notice yesterday. They can do it offensively. They can do it defensively. To me, they're the team to beat in the NFC right now. Yeah, I, again, I... I... I'm not trying to take anything away from the Packers. I think they're having a really good season and, and obviously better than the last couple of years. Uh, I, I do think that their defense is, is coming back to earth a little bit. I don't think it was as good as we saw in the first week. Um, and obviously, I don't think it, it's as bad as it has been in the past or at times in the past. Because, you know, we we do know that the Packers have had some good defense despite what you know, people try to tell you, uh, they just don't look like a, a formidable unit. And, uh, I, I think at the end of the day, that's, that's what really separates teams like the 49ers and even, even the Seahawks, because I have more faith in the Seahawks defense and the way they're coached defensively, um, than I do the Packers. So, you, you know, it's going to be tough in the NFC. Uh, 
obviously the the Vikings are are starting to come along. I mean, Kirk Cousins all of a sudden <laughs> is is playing really good football, and uh, you know that's that's obviously a, a big issue for the Packers in that division. The Lions are always going to be a tough out. Um, they may not be competing for that division lead, but you know they're they're going to be a tough game regardless. And uh, so it, I, I I do think the 49ers are the best team in in the NFC. I think the the Packers are probably, uh, you know, honestly, I might even put them behind both the Saints and the Seahawks. Um, and, and that's not, again, that's not to take anything away from the Packers. It just speaks to how good both those teams are. And of course, you know, the Saints getting Drew Brees back yesterday. So, uh, you know, it's it's going to be a, it's going to be a fight for the finish uh, in in this uh, conference at least, and uh, basically for the right to play the Patriots in the Super Bowl. <laughs> and no, I <laughs> look, I yes, I'm confident and I got, I got a lot of history on my side, but y- you know, for for a lot of reasons it, it's shaping up like a like a, a decent chance that the Patriots will be back in the Super Bowl. So, we're we're anticipating hopefully a really good AFC Championship game and again, I I think the Houston Texans are going to get there. Um I just I'm looking more for towards what the Super Bowl matchup could be. Um again, we're not we're not booking our tickets yet you know we're not doing anything like that but you know just based on recent history alone and 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 current standing and and play it's it's a pretty safe bet you're going to see the Patriots back in the Super Bowl therefore which team are you going to look forward to seeing them play up against and and I really think there's only one chance one choice well actually no I don't want to say that because you have the idea of Breeze and Rodgers versus Brady and all that but San Francisco versus New England, it just, it looks like it would be a, I don't know, I, I just, I feel like right now they're the two best teams in the league, and and I just don't feel like enough people actually believe that, but I think it's true. You know what I mean? Like, too many people are still like, oh, who are the Patriots played, or, you know, who, you know, their offense stinks. Well, that that's the issue, and I'm, I'm going, I'm, you're going to have a chance to talk here for a minute, because I'm about to lose my voice, but... Um, <laughs> You know, people sit there and say, "Oh, the Patriots' offense stinks." Oh, yeah. Well, uh, you know, yesterday they were out with without three starting linemen, uh, both their tight ends from the start of the season. Uh, obviously, no Josh Gordon. Mohamed Sanu was just working in. Oh, and it was downpouring all afternoon. But they stink. You know, let's 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 forget about perspective. So, I just think a lot of people just don't believe that these are the two best teams in the league. But I think it's it's pretty clear that they are. Well, it's also whether you it's also what you want to believe. Yeah, well. that's I true. Think that's a big, big part of that. And a lot of the narrative that you're seeing pushed, especially at a national level, but even at a local level, uh, when you talk about, you know, the team that we follow up here in Boston, it's a it's a slippery slope when you take a look at trying to predict which team is going to be in the Super Bowl. And listen, you're not alone in that assessment. Right after the draft, I was on with Brian Snow, who we know here from Snowman in the Morning, and the two of us threw the possibility against the wall of saying, wouldn't it be amazing (laughs) if the New England Patriots and the San Francisco 49ers met head-on-head in Miami for the right to hold the Super Bowl trophy? Old Lion against Young Lion, Miyagi versus Danielson. We had the whole, you know, the, the whole, you know, framework you know set around it and it really sounded like a pipe dream at the time but we were so impressed by san francisco's building of their roster and how they were accumulating talent and the addition of nick bosa d ford had come in with by a free agency there was so much that the 49ers were starting to climb in that direction 
it seemed like it was so far out of out of the realm, but it also had a its roots in some. I don't want to say, yeah, maybe some reality. I guess is the, is the best way to put it. Now we're looking at it, and Brian texted me yesterday, and he says, "What if we were right?" <laughs> and I said, "You know what? We've got a real shot at saying maybe we might have been the first to call this possibility." But San Francisco is playing at another level, and a lot of people did not see this coming. But to me, that is a mistake of sleeping on a team that had so much talent last year, riddled with injury, never was able to harness it. This year they're doing so. Uh, A lot of people were, you know, making the assessment that this team could never ascend to the next level because they just didn't have the offense. Their defense could carry them, but they didn't have the offense to do it. Well, they're putting up points. I mean, they put up they put up 51 yesterday on a Carolina Panthers team that has been playing pretty good football. I mean, Mm -hmm. you don't do that without talent and without the ability to score points and their defense will continue to carry them. So. It would be a very, very interesting Super Bowl. You could imagine the storylines that would be coming out of this if Brady and Garoppolo actually did go head-on-head in the Super Bowl. Um, unreal. Absolutely unreal. It uh, it It is interesting. But there's a team in New Orleans right now that is mm-hmm. playing phenomenal football that I think could make a very, very good challenge to them. Uh, you're also t- You mentioned the Seattle Seahawks. They are right in the mix bouncing back with a nice win yesterday over the Atlanta Falcons, who I think you got to credit the Falcons a little bit. I think they played a little better than people thought they were going to, especially with Schaub coming in. Everybody figured they would just lay down and it would probably be a rollover. Getting a seven-point victory was great for the Seahawks, but I think the Falcons played a little better than people expected yesterday. And also, you can't count out the Green Bay Packers. If Aaron Rodgers and that offense continues to play at a high level, Mm -hmm. when they get Devontae Adams back, if that defense can continue to get timely plays, they're not going to shut you down. They're not a shutdown defense, but they make plays when they need to. And if they can continue to do that, this is a really, really interesting four-horse race right now in the NFC. Yeah, and, and that's that's really what I'm looking forward to. Because, again, I, I think even coming into the year, I, I think we looked at the AFC and said, okay, there's about three teams, really. And as the season's gone on, it's kind of stayed the same. I think we all kind of believe that, you know, it was Patriots, Chiefs, you know, Texans, and, and maybe uh, you threw the Colts in there before Andrew Luck's retirement. And, and I mean, <clears throat> that's not to say that, like you said, they're, they're right in the mix as well. So I wouldn't discount them as well. But in terms of teams that, like I said, I can realistically see going to the Super Bowl out of the AFC, it's, it's New England. There's a little bit of a gap, and then I see Houston, and then you know the Chiefs, because again, you got to assume that Mahomes is going to be back, and and as we saw, this offense is is is, is pretty good. So so dare I say, is are, are we getting into system quarterback territory? <laughs> and uh, okay, oh, and, and Mahomes might be off, a system quarterback. <laughs> and before people rip my head off, I am obviously being incredibly snarky and sarcastic because again. This is the same or the, the reasoning as to why uh, people call Brady a system quarterback. But again, we're not we're not going to get into that. I, obviously, the Chiefs are going to be better when Mahomes gets back because you know his his athleticism allows them to do certain things. It's just the, the overall point is this Kansas City Chiefs team is incredibly well coached on offense and has a lot of skilled players. Um, if only Travis Kelsey could catch a damn ball, they'd maybe be pretty <laughs> pretty good. And if you remember what I said last week. 
um, that he was considered uh, the best tight end in the league, and I said by default, <laughs> and that was because Rob Gronkowski. Well, he's he George Kittle is better than him. Let's, I was just going to say, there's here. a guy in San Francisco right now that would definitely object to that if he were yep. if he were listening to us right now, which you know he is. All oh, the of major course, NFL of course. stars. They all listen to FBC he just, Radio Live. He just texted me, or it would be a Bill Collector. I'll, I'll assume it's just George Kittle and not a Bill Collector that texts me every morning. Um, no, you should. Yeah, well, it's, it's what I do, I, I assume. <laughs> it might be a little... Uh... Dum, 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 dum. <laughs> but, um, no, look, I, 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 I've... I've Obviously, we're going to knock Kelsey because, you know, I, I think he's he can be a very unlikable guy. You know, just the way he, he kind of, you know, plays the game sometimes, and he's incredibly talented. I'm not taking that away from him, but um, he's a guy that, you know, is is a 50-50 guy in, in contact. I mean, if you get hands on him and you push him around, he, he kind of turns into Jimmy Graham. And that's that's that was always the argument back in the day between Gronk and Jimmy Graham. It's like, yeah, Jimmy's great. He can catch the ball. But, you know, what else? <laughs> like, all you got to do is get hands on him. We, we saw what yeah. Keeb Tlaib used to do to him when he was with the Patriots, just bully him around and he's he's incredibly ineffective and look we saw travis kelsey drop what three passes last night yeah and it was, absolutely they, they were some of them were just i mean you got to keep your hands on those on, on those balls so yeah um and if he comes up with a couple of those yeah. the outcome of that game could have been different a- oh absolutely and yeah. and again so i i don't want to hear about travis kelsey's the best tight end in the league no he was he was the best for a period of time by default because rob gronkowski retired and i don't want to hear otherwise so uh I, so I, it'll be interesting to see how that works out again. Like I said, I think Mahomes is going to make that offense better. I, I still think their defense is atrocious. I think they're better. They're decent pass rushing team, but at the same time, I, I just don't, I don't have a lot of faith in that because again, the good, the good quarterbacks can offset that. We saw that. Yeah. We saw that yesterday against, uh, uh, you know, against the Cleveland team. Who, again, you know, give give the Patriots their due credit. You know, you look on the surface and say, oh, the offense performed terribly. Well, like I mentioned, they had, you know, they have three starting linemen that are backups in in reality. So they're they're mm-hmm. playing a crucial role against a very talented front in Cleveland and uh you know the good quarterbacks are going to be able to offset that. They're going to be able to throw quicker passes, make quicker decisions to to not let that happen and and I don't think the uh Kansas City Chiefs secondary has the secondary to uh you know create those coverage sacks as they say uh, where they're no, really just I, covering those players. I, Absolutely. And I think you saw that last night, too. I think, you know, they came out, Green Bay came out, got off to a 14 nothing lead, and they looked they looked strong, and they looked like they were ready to take control of this game. All of a sudden, Steve Spagnuolo, I will give him credit, opened up the pass rush, and he sent the players, he sent blitzes constantly, put Rodgers under a lot of pressure, and all of a sudden, it started to work a little bit. They started to get a little more momentum, and even, you know, took a 17-14 to lead at one point. Then all of a sudden you saw Rodgers adjust to that pass rush because their Kansas City defense was just one dimensional at that point. And he was able to start picking and start, you know, taking apart that secondary and exploiting the weaknesses in it. A quarterback, like you said, like 
like an Aaron Rodgers or even a Deshaun Watson, if they do have to face them, and definitely a Tom Brady, is able to pick apart a defense. That's their strength. They know the weaknesses. They know where the holes are, and they're going to go after them. And that's exactly what you'll see teams do. So the Chiefs will have to put up a lot of points in order to do that. Last night's game, if they had Mahomes in there, could have been a little bit different with his dynamic ability to break free. He might have been able to make some plays. But yeah, if they're going to have to rely on pocket presence, Kelsey's got to come up with those. He's got to step his game up a little bit. And if he doesn't, then, you know, the Chiefs may not be as much in the mix as we think they are. I already think they've fallen out of contention for a first round bye. I think it's going to be very difficult for them to get that at five and three, especially with some of the teams in the league playing decent. Although right now there is a gap, there is a significant gap between the Patriots and the rest of the field. So they could string together wins and still maybe end up getting a number two seed. I think it's going to be a little bit tough, but it's still not impossible for them to do that. Uh, but they're not catching the Patriots in the top spot. I don't think any team in the AFC is right now. Well, look, I mean, they got they got a tough test in Minnesota. Like like I mentioned earlier in the show, Minnesota is all of a sudden playing some really good football. I, I, I think they were right. good defensively um, throughout the entire season, but it looks like the offense has started to move. And uh, yeah, obviously, Kirk Cousins has Kirk Cousins has stepped up his game quite a bit so you know all of a sudden this uh minnesota team comes into uh actually i don't know if it's in kansas city or or in minnesota either way i mean i kansas, believe this one's in minnesota i don't yeah, have it in front so, of me I, so I, I, will, maybe, I will pull that up yeah maybe, maybe that does good things for kansas city who's clearly not playing well enough at home especially compared to how you know, formidable they seemed last year at at home. So again, it doesn't get much easier for Kansas City. And 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 again, I think we both agree at at this point with three losses, um, you're not catching the pay. I mean, that do not even focus on that. That is not a question. You need to focus on winning the division, and then you know, obviously, getting the best seating uh, in, in you know throughout the playoffs, so whether you're the second, third, or fourth seed. Although, again, I think you're getting closer and closer to if they lose another game to not having an opportunity at that second seed. Regardless, uh, the first seed is out of right. question because barring any anything catastrophic, find find three losses on the Patriots schedule. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll wait, which, <laughs> you know, it might, <laughs> might take a while. We might be here until next week. Uh, for you to figure out how to justify three losses on the Patriots schedule. So, um, yeah. And e- and that's, that's even if, if the chiefs go in and beat new England, which again, at, at this point, even before the Mahomes injury before, um, you know, even the start of the season, I'd say would be a uphill battle, you know, cause people say, Oh, well, whatever happened to, to be the man, you have to beat the man. Well, chiefs haven't beat the man Woo! yet. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> I got to get that soundbite too. But, um, yeah, so I, I again I think is this is going to be a tough test and I you know I think you can <clears throat> you can still be confident as a Chiefs fan you just I I just don't yeah I think you're you're leaning almost closer to I don't want to say missing the playoffs because again the AFC is is something else and I think they will ultimately win the division but I just don't see this team going that far or getting too far in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean I I think there's something to be said about that. I think that there is 
I still think there's enough talent there, mm-hmm. uh, especially offensively, to be able to carry them into a playoff spot, and, and especially a division title. I just yeah. don't see the Raiders making a strong enough push. Uh, the Broncos, well, we know what they are, and um, I just don't see the Chargers, you know, doing anything. Oh, no. uh, you know, I know they they squeaked that one out yesterday against the Bears, uh, more or less a uh, you know that was that was a victory by default if you think about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in terms of missing the uh, the kick, yeah, tough times in Chicago right now. A couple of buddies of mine are big Bears fans, and they. Are not bears. happy, but uh, tough bears, tough bears. Uh, yeah. As a matter of fact, yeah, I tweet, <laughs> yeah, I, tw- I, I, t- I tweeted out the uh, the uh, the the uh, the Chris Farley super fans where he's beating his chest. I was supposedly having a heart attack uh, yesterday. That uh, the 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 defile. So uh, that got a few likes. A lot of people seem to uh, to respond to that, and surprisingly, a lot of Bears fans liked it. I, I, I guess <laughs> I, I guess they're just embracing the uh, the the pain right now in Chicago. But um, in any case, with uh, with the Chiefs, by the way, I did look that up. That game is an Arrowhead, so they okay. are facing right. Minnesota. Minnesota in Kansas City. Uh, you have to figure that because of the buzz that we saw with Mahomes this week, that they probably will bring him back. I don't necessarily know if that's a great decision. I don't necessarily know if you want to bring Mahomes back against this Minnesota defense right off the bat. Uh, keep a sharp eye on this, folks. I, I, I don't know. This one could go either way. The loss. Uh, you know, last night could either force Kansas City's hand one way or another. It could make them a little more squeamish and say, oh, well, we lost. We need Patrick out there. Or it may say, well, you know what? Let's take a step back. We're still in the driver's seat of this division. Maybe we rest him, give him an opportunity to fully heal. So that way, when he does come back, he can be the same player that we always wanted. If Minnesota is able to exploit his injury, not only could that be disastrous for the Chiefs on the field, but it could mean some difficulty for Mahomes in terms of his health. You don't want him to re-injure anything. Or because he's maybe a little bit hobbled by some discomfort from the knee that he moves a certain way and really causes some damage because that definitely is possible. Well, and and that's that kind of speaks to the whole don't get your hopes up too high and, and don't focus on the wrong things. Like I like I said, if you're if you're basing your decisions off desperation and this kind of idea that, oh, we can still get the number one seed then you're going to make decisions that aren't good for the long-term prosperity of Mahomes and the franchise. Because, you know, and, and if you believe what, uh, I think it was Adam Schefter who wrote it. And, and again, I'm sure you could you could use, choose your words more wisely as opposed to making it sound like, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes has some sort of magical knee. Um, but basically the what the what he was trying to say was, Mahomes may be more susceptible to dislocations and based on the structure of his knee and not that it's like some incredibly uh, uh, magical knee that that heals uh, really quickly. No, what he's saying is um, some people, and, and I've mentioned it before with my shoulder, you suffer from chronic dislocation. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean it's a terrible thing. You know, when when, when I have a shoulder pop out, which again, I, I can't even count as as high as the number of times my shoulder pops out and I might speak more to my childhood education than anything. But the point is it's happened so many times that, you know, I understand what's wrong with it. It pops out, it hurts for a couple of days. It gets a little swollen and tender. And after, you know, a week, you know, you're fine and you're back to normal and you just go about your day. You've strengthened that knee and you, you rinse and repeat. But the problem is eventually it's going to happen again. And there's, there's no amount of, of, you know, 
over uh, rehab that that's going to prevent. Sometimes it's just the case. And so now you flip the, the, the switch on Tim Holmes and say, okay, if he has that same issue within his knee, yes, he can strengthen it up, but he's going to be more vulnerable regardless uh, of if he gets out there. And if you push him out too early, it may make it easier for that to happen. And next time with the knee, maybe there is uh, structural damage. So Again, I think you have to err on the side of caution. We saw last night that Matt Moore is is clearly capable of of running this offense. Again, you know, we we kind of joke about this whole system quarterback thing because again, with anyone it's it's a incredibly ridiculous notion. But at the same time, you look at Andy Reid and say, okay, well, the offense around him, you have a competent backup that can win you some games. That doesn't mean it takes anything away from the starter. I mean, that's right. kind of the whole point and I I compared Matt Moore to Matt Castle last last night like yeah that's that's what Matt Castle did he came in he was he was a good enough quarterback to handle the offense it doesn't mean he's better he was better than Tom Brady and this doesn't mean Matt Moore is better than Patrick Mahomes because both of those notions are are, are ridiculous and absurd yeah so exactly asinine exactly so but at the same time it doesn't mean you can't win games you're just not going to go and win a Super Bowl with with Matt Moore um the hope for you to win a Super Bowl is if you get someone like Patrick Mahomes who can make you know special plays and and seems to have a knack for you know certain uh, being able to get out of things that most quarterbacks can't so again having Matt Moore is nice um ride it as long as you can be take the safe course because again this isn't you, you know you're not punting the season but you could punt this guy's career if you force it. And we saw what happened with RG3. And next time, maybe there is structural damage. And then we're talking about a bigger issue. So I would I would just err on the side of caution. Don't make a decision based on desperation or the fact that, oh, my God, we need to win this game. If you lose against Minnesota, it really doesn't change much because you're still focusing on that division. And right. you're still in exactly. the division. So. Yeah. And you're still capable of rattling off some serious yeah. wins in the second Absolutely. half of the season, especially given the competition that you have in your division, which really, I mean, with all due respect to the uh, uh, the Raiders who hung in there very, you know, they impressed me yesterday right up mm-hmm. until the last moment of that game because they found a way to make themselves, they found a way to shoot themselves in the foot. And, uh, you know, it, they can't expect to be a legitimate contender and make mistakes the way they made them and especially against a team like houston texans who is very very formidable they're going to capitalize on them and if they face teams down the stretch that are going to be ready like a kansas city uh you know who they definitely will have to face they're going to have to be on their game uh they're not going to be able to make mental mistakes the way they did yesterday they just they, it just can't be done and they will need to you know be better at that point if they hope to contend so Kansas City is still very much in the driver's seat in that division and again like i said i expect them to be there standing I think we, I think we, I think Mike got cut off, but <laughs> I blame that uh, fantastic Rhode Island uh, internet service. We back, Mike. Oh, we back. Okay, yes, okay, we we, 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 back. we yes, back. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> yep, Rhode Island. Yes, Rhode Island. Uh, uh, yeah, and not coming through right yeah, now. Come out a, a little of, uh, small. 
a lot of uh, yeah a lot of a lot of a lot of big uh, yeah a lot of big problems in Rhode Island small state big problems uh hey not only that but we're also apparently the home of the guy who tried to steal Tom Brady's jersey from oh, the no. Patriots Hall of Fame so and of course they got to plaster it all over the place on the the, the Rhode Island man you know yeah. that's that's going to be the new Florida man well I should say you really shouldn't talk I mean yeah, when we well, talk about some of the things that happen in Florida uh, <laughs> man, I'm, I'm just glad most of them don't fall in the uh the the Pinellas County St. Petersburg, Tampa area. Most of it is uh, in the uh, no. That's a normal area. Part of the state. I, I, I yeah. Say, yeah, yeah. You're you're from I don't the normal part that. of the state. I don't. I don't. <laughs> you know, I drive very fast through that area. Let's just put it that way. Um, yeah, exactly. That's... No, yeah, I don't. I, I I don't mess with that. But um, look, I mean, it it, it was. It, we're eight weeks in right now. This is. I mean, it's going by quickly. Let's 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 be real here. We got Thanksgiving coming up in just a few weeks, and you know that's when we really start to to find out what some of these t- contenders are made of. I think we're starting to see who these contenders are, but you know we really find what they're made of later in the season. And uh, right. like I said, I I like what I've seen from those teams that we've talked about in the NFC. Um, I like what I've seen from the Patriots. Uh, you know, that's not to say they, they they don't have some work to do. I think they acknowledge that they have to you know, figure some things out on offense. I think a lot of their issues are health related as opposed to lack of talent, skill or anything like that. Um, right. We saw yesterday, I think, you know, clear that Mohamed Sanu and Tom Brady need need some more work and more time together. And that's fine. And that's expected. They have a bye week coming up too. So that's going to help. Um, I do think in that game in particular, I didn't notice them trying anything too complicated i i think one a lot of that had to do with not only the weather um but also again like we mentioned the the three linemen you know backup linemen that were starters and 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 more most specifically with uh shack mason out and then of course um Prince, uh taking the snaps from left tackle so uh, again i i think we know we have an idea of who the the roughly six to eight teams are from both conference you know combined from both conferences that are going to compete for a Super Bowl over the next few weeks, we're really going to know who those teams are. And I suspect at this point that it's, it, it might be the Patriots and the uh, 49ers. So I think it's definitely a safe bet to, <laughs> to assume right now. I mean, you look at these two teams, both of them are still undefeated, both of them playing at a high level. Neither one of these teams is undefeated for no reason, folks. I don't want to hear the argument about, oh, they haven't played anybody that's garbage. That is absolutely asinine that these teams haven't played anybody. They're playing NFL teams. Mm-hmm. They're playing NFL caliber talent. They're obliterating their competition. This is not an accident. This is not, you know, by default. They're not squeaking by and winning games off of bad calls or things of that nature. None of the Patriots' victories this year have ever been in doubt, with the exception maybe of the uh, the, the Buffalo Bills game where it was a tight game. They were able to grind it out, but even then, it didn't come down to a terrible call or anything like that that prevented the New England Patriots, well, that prevented the Buffalo Bills from beating the Patriots at that point. This was, they've won all eight of their games, and they've done so in convincing fashion, and the 49ers have done so as well. There have been, you know, moments where, you know, they've shown flashes and they've shown prowess and i think they put the league on notice again like i said yesterday it's it's a safe assumption right now there's a lot of football still to be played so we're not predicting this is going to be the super bowl but as of right now it's hard to argue that these two teams don't deserve to be there no and i i am arguing it i i'm 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 saying it 
I, 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 I've, I've given up on the Eagles. <laughs> I, 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 nothing that wasn't to me that wasn't an uh, impressive win for me. And, and I guess that's a good segue for the final ten minutes because normally we do this every Monday and we kind of tell you what we learned. But of course we've we've kind of zeroed in on a few games from last week. So we'll, we'll spend these last I guess ten minutes kind of giving us giving a little of opinion. And and one of the things I learned was I still don't know what the Eagles are. Um, was it an impressive win? Sure. You know, I I I think. You know, you can you can take it for what it is, but I don't think it cures their problems. I think when they play better teams, um, and I think we both think the the Bills are a pretty good team. I you know, with, with obvious limitations uh, through certain parts of the game, um, but I still I still am not convinced by what the Eagles have brought to the table. Um, and we're going to find out soon because they're going to play the Patriots soon. And I I think this is a team that we we talked about last week is is desperate. Um, to win because if they don't win we've seen already that this team could implode if they don't keep winning so I think the pressure on more than any other quote-unquote contending team to win is on the Eagles because if they lose it, it's just going to keep going out of control and I, I think they were fortunate to hit a Buffalo team that might have run out of a little juice um, and needed to recharge so again it, it, it I haven't learned much about the uh, Eagles so what else did you learn Mike? Um, I learned at this point that, uh, well, are we staying on the NFL or are we just talking about what we learned well, in general what, this weekend? Well, I mean, like, you know, sports world, I don't, I don't need, need to know if you learned how to tie your shoes differently, but, um, <laughs> or are you still oh, come on, on, I think, still I, on think the our, I think our listeners, I think our <laughs> listeners, yes, absolutely. I, I yeah, I, I hate that tearing sound. You yes. know, Morty Seinfeld hates Velcro. So, you know, it's, it's always, Velcro. it's, uh, yeah. Yep, I hate Velcro. <laughs> that tearing sound. Uh, no, just in general. I mean, right, it, so you, 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 you can keep it to, to NFL if you want. I mean, if you learn something else over the weekend, by all means, let me know. No, you know me. I only learn things about the NFL. I, I'm a man of very, very little interest. So, limited you know, uh, mental capacity. Much, uh, yes, <laughs> limited mental capacity. Every once in a while, I throw in some, you know, the baseballs and basketball and some hockey in there as well. But it's yeah, it's, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> but it is. It's uh, it, it is. It's it's mostly uh, um, it's mostly football. Um, what I learned <laughs> again to reiterate the point, I learned that the New England Patriots and the San Francisco 49ers are for real. They're finding ways to win. They're able to go through adversity and get to what they need to do and kick it into gear when they need to. You saw the Patriots defense gashed a little bit yesterday for the run. Um, a very mm -hmm. impressive day for Nick Chubb on the ground. But they were able to force turnovers. They were able to stop him when they needed to. And because of that, this Patriots defense, which a lot of people, and you look at Twitter during that game, it was absolutely asinine. People were just, you know, oh, so much for this great defense. Look at Chubb. He's running all <laughs> over them. He's running rough shot. That's it. There goes the defense. It proves that they haven't played anybody. And then they started, you know, really, really making things difficult for Baker Mayfield. Um, and I've also learned that. Cleveland may be on the verge of really kind of, I don't want to say crumbling in Cleveland, but there, there's, there's a lot wrong with that team right now. Uh, they just do not look well coached. Uh, they don't look well disciplined and it wouldn't start. It wouldn't shock me to start seeing maybe some of the wheels come off on that. And it's sad because there is a lot of talent. If they could find something to bring it all together, that team could be a formidable force in the AFC for a number of years to come. I just don't know if they're ever going to find that. Well, and that, that's a great, that's a great segue into the other thing that I learned. And I, I learned that Freddie Kitchens is the worst coach in the NFL. And look, I, 
I don't want to sit here and just, you know, rail on him because I, I think he was just put in an impossible position. I, I don't think he was ready for it. I don't think he was the right choice for this team for, for so many reasons. Uh, the, the lack of experience being one of them, but um, you, you mentioned it, the talent on this team, just the personalities. Like, how do you expect a rookie head coach who clearly doesn't have a grasp on, on the on the nuances of the position. I mean, those two challenges were perhaps two of the worst challenges as I've, I've, I've ever seen in my life. Like, how could you look at that situation on both of those and think that that was a good idea? And then this ridiculous um, explanation as to why they, they took the penalty to, uh, to go back five extra... I, look, <clears throat> we talked about, you know, I can't... I've, I've talked about it since the start of the season, since we watched them on opening night, the what, it was 16 penalties. Um, this is one of the most undisciplined teams in the entire league. We saw the Patriots just wait for them to make mistakes all day. And, and you know, it, one of the reasons, and unfortunately it actually didn't go in the Patriots' favor because um, it actually, w- it, there was slight movement on the outside, but the Patriots got the Browns to jump on that punt. And, and, and it wasn't that hard either. They just, force them to make a mistake which they're they're prone to do and unfortunately the Patriots uh uh, uh Bethel there uh, flinched briefly and got called yeah. on the false start but let's be real here they they caused the the <laughs> the Browns to jump off sides on a fourth and four punt, punting situation so it would have given the Patriots a first down and and again it just kind of speaks to where that team is right now they they lack discipline um they're poorly coached and you know, like you said, they're you know you're on the verge of losing these guys, and once you lose these guys, you're not going to get them back. I mean, Baker Mayfield is, you know, I think he played well last last night. Um, at the same time, I also, I I don't know. I mean, I just I just don't have a read on him, um, just because the the body of work to me isn't that impressive, and I don't see it getting any better uh, in the immediate immediate future. Yeah, I, I do agree with you on that. And I think, again, what it comes back to is teams that are prepared and teams that are not. You saw a team like the Patriots last night who and that's going to lead me into what I learned or what I what really I didn't learn last night. It was more about, I guess, a foregone conclusion is that Bill Belichick may go down as the greatest coach in professional sports history. I'm not just talking football, folks. I think that one's already been sewn up. I think we may see him be talked about as one of the greatest coaches in NFL history and in sports history. Uh, 300 wins, just a really, really um, amazing full circle when it comes to the New England Patriots head coach. Won his first game as a head coach, coaching the Cleveland Browns against the New England Patriots. Bill Parcells, his mentor (laughs) in Foxborough. He is in Foxborough many years later comes in and wins his 300th game and joins elite company. Now only Don Shula and George Hallis and Bill Belichick are in the 300 Mm -hmm. win club. He does that against his former team, the team he started against the Cleveland Browns who actually fired Bill Belichick and believed he wasn't the right guy to continue to head the ship at this point in Cleveland. And, uh, you know, he came up here to new England was the defensive coordinator for a little while, uh, spent a cup of coffee as the HC of the NYJ and the rest (laughs) is history. He comes up here and has done a phenomenal job in new England and, uh, deserves the accolades that he's getting, uh, this morning. Uh, so, uh, congratulations to bill Belichick. And again, that's not something I learned, but something that just was ingrained and 
automatically, I think, um, ascends to uh, to that level. It's something that was a foregone conclusion. Well, let's look at it, too. I mean, there, there's a very slim chance that another coach gets to that level. Andy Reid is the closest with 212 wins, and it's like, okay, that's not that many. But 88 wins, that's, I mean... That's that's a that's a lot of wins you got to accumulate, and uh, so I mean we, we may be looking at the last three hundred game winner in the NFL. So we'll we'll have to see how that plays out, especially the way coaches are turned over nowadays. I mean, very very rarely do you see a coach last so long, unless unless you're like Marvin Lewis or something. So, but but <laughs> but that's the exact opposite of of, of chasing three hundred wins. There, I mean, we're we're talking about a multitude of losses. So. Yeah, you know, hats off to Bill and all that, and that's that was that was pretty awesome. So, wow, we got three minutes left. Um, <laughs> clearly, we're gonna rapidly uh, uh, try to, you know, put a bow on 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 this Monday episode because again, this is always fun talking about football. Um, real quick, Mike, uh, how do you see obviously Game Six tomorrow uh, between the Nationals and the Astros? Uh, do you think the Astros close this one out? You know, the way this series has gone, I, I, I think the Nationals take game six. I, I just the way this series has gone, just something tells me that the Nationals have one more in them. And then I think the Astros will close this out in seven. I think they they I, I think they're not close it out, but I think they will take the World Series in seven. I've seen enough from them to think that maybe they are indeed the better team. But I think the Nationals have one more in them. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I, I hope so. I did pick the Nationals to win, but I also said if it does go seven, that then there's no way the Nationals win. So I, I guess I'm gonna have to be wrong at some point. So uh, hopefully I'm wrong, but still right at the in the in the end, and they win. So I I do think the Nationals are gonna win this game, um, just because you know road teams have clearly had the upper hand apparently in the series. So it'll be interesting to see how that changes. But um, yeah, it's it it was it was a good day. It was a good Monday, and I'm looking forward to the rest of the week. So uh, folks, uh, thanks for listening. Of course, uh, if if you're just tuning in now, you can. Uh, Stay listening. We got Snowman in the morning coming up here in about 90 seconds or so. Um, I'm sure he's going to break it down. He's going to jump into a lot more NBA than we do. Unfortunately, we have to uh, divvy up our time appropriately. So Monday is a football day. So we uh, focused quite a bit on football, and uh, that's that's okay with me. So um, go ahead, check out uh, his show. And then, of course, if you're just tuning in here now and you want to catch this full replay, we do re-air the show at 2 p.m. You can find also the podcast version of the show on every major podcast platform from Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, everything. Download it, listen. Um, we appreciate it. We love uh, engaging with the audience. So go ahead and uh, you know send some gripes, send some compliments, whatever, what what have you. So follow us on Twitter. The show handle is at FPC Radio Live. Uh, of course, follow at Full Press Radio for all of our podcasts, radio shows, and whatnot. You can follow me on Twitter. It's at IGLEN31. He is Mike Debate. It's at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-F-P-C. And as always... Well, I guess that's it, folks. Had some laughs. Killed some time. What a show would it be without having some laughs. And we we certainly had some of those today, Mike. So, um, Oh, of course. I'm, I know I'm speaking for you when I say thank you, everyone out there. And uh, we will see you tomorrow morning. And with that, so long, losers. Have a great day, folks. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.